Welcome to the Hour of Glory broadcast with Reverend Jonathan Ekuban, Senior Pastor, Springs of Life Chapel International. It's our prayer that you receive the heavenly touch that you so much desire as you listen to the message today. Now, here is Reverend Jonathan Ekuban. You make my life so beautiful. This is a continuation of last week's message. Keep listening. So you say that the guy is in Lodibar. Now how come that he ended up in, in the house of Masha? A battered house in Lodibar. A place of forgetfulness. A place where there is little or no bread to eat. A place where there are harsh conditions. Literally left in the wilderness. Because when you read Second Kings, Second Samuel chapter 4 verse 4, the Bible says that when there was a war, and uh, the nurse of Mephibosheth, as he was carrying him, he left him and he fell. And when he fell, he became crippled. Maybe somebody might have lifted something of yours or done something to you. And that thing is crippled. And because of that, you have been abandoned and put somewhere in an obscure place. But I see God restoring it. As I see God restoring it. As I see God restoring it. I I God restoring it. In the name of the Lord Jesus. He was placed somewhere. So maybe your relationship has been placed somewhere. Forgotten. A friend has forgotten about you. Hey. But you shall be remembered. I say you shall be remembered. So maybe your relationship is broken. Eh? And he was, this man was supposed to be a, a prince. His grandfather was a king. In fact, his father, Jonathan, was supposed to be the next king. But he said, no, David should be the king. Is somebody here with me? And then, instead of being in the palace, he was now put in some desert, she desert. He has been, he has gone to a place where Fanchinikon and Anasi, some place where, no, no, he has been totally forgotten. Are you here with me? Yeah. It's just not even on the village map. And the guy was left there. And so he said, go and bring him. So they brought him. Somebody said they brought him. So David sent and they brought him out of the house of Masha. They brought him where? Out of the house of Masha. That means out of the battered condition. And the Lord God Almighty, the King of Kings, is sending for you. Out of that house. I said, out of that house. Out of that house. Wherever they have housed you, wherever they have kept you, wherever they've kept your business, wherever they've kept your promotion, wherever they've kept your children, wherever they've kept your house, wherever they've kept your money, wherever they've kept your education, God is bringing you out of that house in the name of Jesus. I say you are coming out of the house. People that are not married here, God is bringing you out of the house of bachelorhood and spinstership. And place you into a married place. Oh, I don't know whether there are people that are believing God for this breakthrough. Receive it in the name of Jesus. You are believing God for children. And it looks like your children have been locked in the house of Masha. Battered. Forgotten. Shamed. Distraught. Confused. But God sent. Bible said David sent and brought him out of out of when you study Latin, out of means up, up, out of, away from that location. It means that there's going to be a change of location. There's going to be a change of location. 
there's going to be a transfer. Today, you may, it may look like you may not have enough to eat, but God is bringing you out of that condition. Today, it may look like you have been borrowing money to get stuff done. You are coming out of that. Today, it may look like when your boss is talking to you, you feel disgrace and they shout at you, but you are coming out of that. Today, you have been seeing your friends and they've been having their weddings and you're saying, oh Lord, when will my time come? But you are coming out of that. You may be living with some people and every time the kind of instruction they give you, you feel so distraught and you feel so ashamed and they tend to look down on you, but you are coming out of that. I say you are coming out of that. I came to tell somebody that the Lord is sending you for you to come out of the house of Mashah, the son of Amir from Lodibar. You are coming out of your Lodibar. Slap somebody and say, I am coming out from my Lodibar. The place where I have been forgotten. It means that if you have been forgotten, you will be remembered. You will be remembered. You will be remembered. You will be remembered. I came to tell somebody that you are coming out of the house of Masha and out of your Lord Debar, out of the place of pain and shame. Hey, a priest who ought to be at the palace was not at the palace. He was not at the palace. But your, his place was the palace. Your place that you lost, the Lord is sending for you to get there. You see, King David recognized the fact that Mephibosheth belonged to the palace. But you see, his crippled situation also disqualified him from getting to the palace because cripples are not allowed to enter the palace. In Israel, in those days, beggars are not allowed to enter the temple and beggars also don't enter the palace. That's the reason why Lazarus and the rich man, the Lazarus never entered the palace of the rich man he was sitting in front. He was sitting in front of riches and yet he never entered there. The crippled man was sitting in front of a temple called Beautiful. But his life was not beautiful. But there was a change. And I came to tell somebody that you are coming out from the negative description. I said from the negative description. From the place of shame. From the place of lack. From the place of confusion. Whatever they have thought about you. That is their thinking. But God says I know the plans I have for you plans of good and not of evil to give unto you a future and hope so when the people of Masha and in, in Lodibar but they didn't know what the king was thinking and one day God made the king to think and to remember and I see that God God who has not forgotten you is bringing you into your season of promotion today I came to prophesy to somebody that you are coming out of that location in the name of the Lord Jesus. Is it two years or so ago, two, three years ago, I went to a certain church and I called this man and I told him that God is bringing that promotion into your life. He was looking at me. But as they step in, they split the company into two. And then they changed the organogram of the institution. And so then they double promoted him into directorship. And they gave him a new car. A week after the meeting, they did that like we're having a week. The following week, like next week, he got that promotion. He drove the car into this place unto me and came and said, Man of God, the thing you said, as you're preaching, as you're preaching, and you spoke over my life, it has come to pass. And he came with his big hamper to come and thank me. You will be remembered. I came to tell somebody that you will be remembered. 
every good thing you are doing, you will remember. Receive your portion. I prophesy that may the Lord let you be remembered. I say you shall be remembered. In the name of Jesus. May God let you be remembered. That you come out of the house of Mashiach, the son of, and from Lodibar. Someone say, I'm coming out of my Lodibar. Hey, one person remembering you will turn your life around. May God let somebody remember you. May you be remembered in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout and receive it. Amen. And then he says, when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, came, he said, he prostrated himself. And David said, Mephibosheth. And he said, here is your servant. And then David said something to him. Do not fear, for I will surely show you what kindness for Jonathan's sake. David did three things for him. And number one, he said, I will show you kindness. What's the meaning of the word kindness? Kindness means what? Generosity. Is that right? I will show you generosity. That means that I will be liberal towards you. It means that when you are expecting two pieces of meat, I will give you five. When you are expecting some ordinary smoky joke kind of car, I will give you an enviable one. I will be generous towards you. When it comes to marriage, I will let you have a man who will love you, who will hold you up and put you and swing you, seesaw, up and down. When you ask for honey, honey, I need a thousand cities. He said, oh, thousand, I will give you five. Hey, receive this grace. It is called generosity. Someone said generosity. That was what Rebecca did. Rebecca had a generous heart. In fact, when you are praying, for a spouse, pray that you have a kind wife and a kind husband. This is Reverend Jonathan Ekuban. We'll be right back. Keep listening. Are you afflicted, troubled, confused? Do you need the touch of God? Join us this and every Friday for prayer, miracle, and healing service from 6.30 p.m. And God will answer every prayer and your heart's desires. May the work of your hands be blessed. May you receive the promotion of God and the defense of God. And wherever you go, may the doors of glory and favor be open unto you. Welcome back. Stay tuned. It's a summary of a good marriage. I'm telling you, it's a summary because if, when a person is kind, eh, a kind person will overlook your faults. A kind person will overlook your weaknesses. A kind person will overlook anything. That is why I would say love covers all the multitude of sins. So your weaknesses, so the kindness of the person, and there are people who have got kind hearts, and there are people who have got critical hearts, and they are stingy. So they are stingy even with their love. I said they are stingy with their love. But may you have a man and a husband and a boss. Pray that where you work, may your boss be kind. May your workers be kind. When you've got a job, a company, may the workers be kind. That they will not be stingy. And he said, if it's five o'clock, so we have closed. Meanwhile, there's something to be done, but we have closed. But may they be willing. When they see customers, you say, we have closed. We have shut the door. Go, 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 go. May you have workers. May you have a boss. May you have a husband. May you have a wife. May you have children who will show you kindness. Receive it in Jesus' name. I said receive it in Jesus' name. 
I will show you kindness for Jonathan's sake. Hallelujah. Because of Jonathan's. Hallelujah. I will show you kindness. In Ruth chapter 2 verse 16, we are still on the kindness. Three things. Someone say kindness. So three things to show. Let me quickly mention them. Number one is kindness. Number two, restoration. Number three, provision. So KRP. Kindness, restoration, provision. In Ruth chapter 2 verse 16, Boaz commanded, now Boaz represents Christ. And he commanded that his servants should deliberately leave handfuls of meal for Ruth to come and glean. Now in Israel, God has taught them kindness and to take care of the other people. So that everybody in the society must eat. So when an Israeli has farms and he's harvesting, he doesn't harvest all the apples on his, on his trees. When he has got cassava, he doesn't approve everything. When he has got corn, he doesn't break all the corn, he doesn't harvest everything. They leave some so that the poor will come after they have finished the harvest, then the poor too will come and break this one and go and then smoke it, boil it, grill it, roast it, fry it, steam it, whatever they want to do with it. Are you getting me? Okay. So it was their culture. And Ruth, who had, who had lost her husband and was following the mother-in-law, in a strange land, as she went in there, she was a second-rated citizen because she was not a Jew. She was a Moabitess. But she has said, your God will be my God and your people will be my people. Where you die, I will die. By that statement, she got metamorphosed. She got transferred from being a Moabitish woman to become a Jewess. Jewess is a female of a Jew. So, she went there and she was gleaning for food. Then Boaz said, deliberately leave handfuls. That means that just make sure that as she's coming, she will see abundance on her way. She was command, they commanded. And God will command people to deliberately come and bring blessing to you. Oh, you didn't hear me. God will command that, that job. They, they will command, either, even though other people qualify more than you, they will command that they will bring you the help. God will command people to bring you a new car. God will command somebody to come, a, a, a wealthy person to come and marry you. God will command a good business door to be released unto you. May God command favor upon you. I said, may God command favor upon you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Receive it in Jesus' name. Receive it in Jesus' name. You see, when God commands people, they cannot stop it. I said, may God command. Boaz commanded his servants. The servants here represent angels. Boaz represents Christ. May Christ command his angels. And who are angels? Angels are people who have been assigned to help you in your destiny. It means that may God command people who have been assigned to help you to come into your life. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Can I have an amen? amen. We are still in the Mephibosheth. Let me finish that. We are going to pray. Okay. So the Bible says that I will show you one word kindness and may people show you kindness and there are things that when you do it brings kindness when you erect altars for god it will bring kindness you see when in genesis 22 in verse 9 the bible says that genesis 22 9 
The Bible says that Abraham built an altar and placed the wood in order and he bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. He put him there and he took the knife to kill him. And the angel of the Lord shouted and said, Abraham, stop it. For now I know that you fear the Lord. Someone say, now I know you fear the Lord. He mentioned, it means that anybody who erects an altar, God knows him by name. Watch it. He said what? He said, Abraham, Abraham, he said. So it means that anybody who is erecting an altar, doing anything, God knows you by name. And the verse 12, what did he say? Do not lay your hand on the Lord, for now I know that you fear God. That means you trust in him. Since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. It means that when God makes a demand from you and you don't withhold him from him, it shows that you trust him. May God see your trust for him. And then in that verse 16, God swore and said, By myself have I sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son, because you have done this thing, in blessing I will bless you. And many people like this. Is that a good thing to Blessing, I will bless you. That means in empowerment, I will empower you. And in multiply, I will multiply. Your seed as the stars. As the stars. It means that the sun which is upon the seashore and your seed shall possess the gate of your enemies. Your seed. Someone say your seed. And what do you put on your altar? A seed. When you put your seed on the altar, your seed will possess. The word possess me. He will dominate. He will have control. It means that whatever is standing against you, the Lord will let you possess this, the gate of your enemies because of your seed. So when you erect an altar, and that was what Abraham did. Most of us want Abraham's blessing, but not Abraham's works. Am I preaching to you? If I'm preaching these words, everybody will be up there. In fact, they will be standing in front of me. It's true. Hallelujah. Nobody blinks an eye. In blessing, I will bless you. And in multiply, I will multiply that seed soon. Hallelujah. Someone said, thy seed, thy work, your work is a seed, your giving is a seed. You must have an altar. I said, have an altar. Do you know why you must have an altar? Because the altar is a place where divinity and humanity meet. When I was young, my father had an altar, an altar, and a simple altar. The altar was accessible. It's a, it's a, it's a stool, and she's covered with something. And her Bible was on it. And, and that's why she would kneel down. I saw the altar in the bedroom of my father. She had an altar. The altar is a place where God will meet you. It means that you must have an altar where you plant a sacrifice. And God will come there and meet you. All through the scripture. Where people have raised altars. God will come and visit them there. May God visit you. Amen. I said may God visit you. Amen. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Am I preaching to you? Yes. Hallelujah. Yeah, he says that I will show you kindness for Jonathan's sake. Hey, may God bring somebody who will like you. Amen. Who will just like you. Lift your hand and say, Lord, bring into my life. Who will just like me and show me kindness in Jesus' name. Amen. Kindness. Pray, wherever you work, pray that God will connect you to kind people. Kind people. There are wicked people in the world. But as for you, may God bring kind people into your life. And it works. Amen. Somebody just like you. You see, when you write an examination and you have a kind lecturer or a kind examiner who is marking your script, a wicked person would have given you F, but a kind person would give you a B+. Just kindness. Also, will try. The fact that you went to the examination room, may God bring kind people into your life. Number two, he said, I will restore to you all the land of Saul, your grandfather. 
When we say restore, it means that your store was depleted. And that it is being stored again. May God bring restoration into your life. May your prayer life receive restoration. Some of you used to pray for long hours. Now you can't pray much again. What Jani do? Me say Jani do? Into your doom, so doom, so the battery has come low. But may there be so so so. Hallelujah! Restoration. I will restore to you all the land of your saw your grandfather. It means that listen to me. This guy was supposed to possess the land originally, but because of his condition, he couldn't have it. But he said, what is yours now? You have it because the land of your grandfather is your land. It means that there are some things that are yours that the enemy tried to take away, but it must come back to you. This is Reverend Jonathan Ekuban. We'll be right back. Keep listening. Are you afflicted, troubled, confused? Do you need the touch of God? Join us this and every Friday for prayer, miracle, and healing service from 6.30 p.m. And God will answer every prayer and your heart's desires. May the work of your hands be blessed. May you receive the promotion of God and the defense of God. And wherever you go, may the doors of glory and favor be open unto you. Welcome back. Stay tuned. Whatever money that you should have enjoyed, that you never enjoyed, may it come to you now. The past three years, four years, the job you should have done that you never got a job. May you get a job and may you get something that they will put the money together and pay you. Some people didn't get me. Listen, three years ago, four years ago, there's some jobs, there's some money, there's something shall come. Month after month, month after month, it shall come to you. But the enemy tried to stop you from having it. And what I am saying, and I'm speaking as a man of God, is that May God let you have a job. And may God let you bring you into a situation where all those monies should be accrued to you with an interest to come unto you. In the name of the Lord Jesus, every honor, every favor, every joy, may it come unto you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the living God. I know what I'm talking about. Many years ago, I knew this Christian sister. Very audacious, nice lady. And for a strange reason, her younger cousins would marry and they would be moving on. And she was there. She went to one of the most prestigious universities those days. Beautiful lady. She has a nice disposition. Her face is nice. Her hands are smooth. When you shake her hands, eh? It's like Angel Gabriel has shaken your hands. Smooth. smooth. Beautiful lady. Oye ra. Nano Oye beautiful. She comes from a good background. The father was a PhD holder. No, no, they live they, they live the best of places in Ghana. Because of you know security reasons. I want to mention it. Beautiful lady, and she was she would speak in tongues. Her tongues are nice, her own is very nice. The tongues now you can see electricity is passing through you. This sister, the tongues itself is sweet, 
Sweet sister. Nice legs. Lovely sister. And she wasn't married. Ten years after university, no job. Beautiful as she was. No beloved. Oh, nothing. Are you ready? Oh, Nashing.com, they say. And there was no reason but God who changes things. He changes the seasons. I say he changes the seasons. He changes the seasons. I'm sure people used to laugh at her. I know the sister. This one is not a story. I know her very well. She was a party. And people used to make mockery of her. They used to say things. Her family people. And they won't worry. And Jehovah God. There is a time where there is an expiry date of your problem. I said there is an expiry date. I came to tell somebody here. That you may be working. But there is an expiry date. You may be in a situation. But there is an expiry date. Weeping may endure for a night. But joy cometh. Joy cometh. Joy cometh. Joy cometh. Joy cometh in the Oh, what a word. This has been Reverend Jonathan Ekuban who brought you this message. You can call Reverend Jonathan Ekuban on 026-3316-457. That is 026-3316-457. Stay tuned. Same time next week. My hope is We can't end this broadcast without giving you an opportunity to make the greatest decision in your life. That is salvation. If you want to give your life to Jesus, just say this simple prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I come to you as a sinner, lost and condemned to hell. I repent of my sins and ask for your forgiveness. I believe with all my heart that you died on the cross and rose up again for my sins. I open my heart to you and receive you as my Lord and personal Savior. Please take control of my life and make me what you want me to be. From today, I am yours and you are mine. Thank you, Father, for this wonderful gift of salvation. Amen. If you pray this prayer sincerely from your heart, then you are a child of God. Find a Bible believe in church and join or you can fellowship with us at springs of life chapel international so you can grow up in your faith and fulfill your destiny in christ Thank you for listening to the Hour of Glory broadcast. We hope you have been blessed by today's message. We invite you to join us at Springs of Life Chapel International and be part of a great family. Sundays, first service 6.30 to 8.30 a.m. Second service 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. We have our teaching service every Wednesday from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. And prayer and miracle service every Friday from 6.30 p.m. You will find us on the Bachona Dogono Road off the Spintex Road at Bachona Ekobang Junction. You can always call plus 233-244-216-084 or plus 
589060. Email Rev J at is spelled R E V J E K U B A N one word. Visit our website springsoflifechapel.org and our Facebook page Springs of Life Chapel. Springs of Life is one word or Jonathan Ekuban. <laughs>